Welcome to Propagate, where we grow in community by multiplying healthy groups through the ministry of the Word. This is a podcast by growth group leaders for growth group leaders. Thanks for joining us today. Here are your hosts. Hello and welcome to Propagate, where we grow in community by multiplying healthy groups through the ministry of the Word. This is your co-host, Zach Dietrich, with and your host. Your This is your other co-host, Josh Smith. And uh, on today's Propagate podcast, we are going to be discussing why we love God's Word. Why here at Soteria, one of our pillars is that we love God. God's word. And too often, the word of God is something that people kind of treat like pineapple on pizza. Some people love it. Some, some people, people leave it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just a throwaway uh, thing. But at Soteria, we don't want to be people who leave God's word out of, out of the question, but we want to be people who love God's word. Yeah. I mean, maybe just two really quick observations about that. When we talk about our pillars, I appreciate that we frame them around affections, that we want to not just know or learn, but we want to love God's Word. And, and we're getting at the heart of it things uh, when we talk about the affections. And second of all, uh, people always get annoyed and say, we don't worship or love the Bible, we love the God of the Bible. But the more you study scriptures, you just know that the Word, like God communicates His character, His love, His pre- like. Um, himself through his word. So it is right for us to speak of the word. And I, I just don't, we're not going to really address the whole critique of we don't worship the Bible. We worship the God of the Bible. Like we think it is, we can, we can and should love the Bible. In fact, I think the Bible actually talks about loving the Bible. It does. It does. But before we get there, uh, what are the other pillars here? at Soteria? Yeah, so, yeah, so. We, it's, so it's pillar time. Uh, that was a bad joke, but uh, what are what are the pillars here? Okay, that, that probably ranks as one of your top ten. Top ten worse, but okay, oh, we'll move on. So bottom ten. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, pillar pillars of Soteria. We we want to be a church that loves God's word, that loves God's people, that loves God's presence, and loves God's mission. Over the the course of propagate for the next several months, every once in a while we're going to tackle one of these and uh, just expound more on why we want to be people who love these things: God's word, God's people, God's presence, and God's mission. And then and, what it looks like in our growth groups as well. Yes, what yeah. it looks like in our yeah. growth groups. But why do we speak of loving and not only knowing? Now, when, when we uh, we're not going to exposit all of Psalm one nineteen, but we think about the famous. Longest chapter in the Bible of Psalm 119 that's all about God's Word. And when we read it carefully, we see that it's not just about the importance of God's Word, but it's about the importance of delighting in God's Word. It's almost uncomfortable about how like uh, emotional the psalm is about delight and joy, even obsession with the Word of God. So what we're going to do is we're going to really quick go through a smattering, there's your word for the day, uh, a smattering of verses from Psalm 119, and we're going to outline um, many verses that speak particularly of the psalmist's love for God. And Zach, let's uh, both of us just bump back and forth on these verses. Psalm 119 says, I delight in your commands, which I love 
I will lift up my hands to your commands, which I love, and will meditate on your statutes. How I love your instruction. It is my meditation all day long. I love your instruction. I love your decrees. I love your commands more than gold, even the purest gold. Your word is completely pure, and your servant loves it. Consider how I love your precepts. Lord, give me a life according to your faithful love. I obey your decrees and love them greatly. So in Psalm 119, these verses very clearly articulate the love that God's people have, not just for God, but also for the Word of God. For example, Zach, uh, think through your relationship with your wife. Um, It would be really weird to say, yes, I, I love my wife, but I, I never listen to anything she says, or when she's talking, I just kind of tune her out. Yeah. Yeah. How would that go over in, in your relationship? Yeah, I'm just trying to think back in the last week to make sure I am qualified to answer that question. So, <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Like, uh, um, our word, uh, that, that communication from God is an ex, uh, that communication from God is a part of the, yeah, you're absolutely right. That communication from God is uh, such a vital part of enjoying the relationship with we have with him. Yes. We can't uh, say we love someone without loving uh, what they say as well, because what they say is an expression of who they are. Um, so when it comes to God, we love God more when we love his word. So another passage that relishes the importance of God's word and really lights our hearts on fire for it would be Psalm 19. Psalm 19 says, The instruction of the Lord is perfect, renewing one's life. The testimony of the Lord is trustworthy, making the inexperienced wise. The precepts of the Lord are right, making the heart glad. The commandment of the Lord is radiant, making the eye light up. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinance of the Lord are reliable and altogether righteous. They are more desirable than gold, than the abundance of pure gold, sweeter than honey from the drippings of the honeycomb. In addition, your servant is warned by them, and in keeping them, there is abundant reward. So So that passage that Pastor Zach just read is incredibly important for our view of the Bible, for what we believe concerning what the Bible is. And if the goal of growth groups in Colossians 1.28 is to present every person mature in Christ, then Psalm 19 really gives light into how that works on a practical level. For example, the very first statement of the passage is the instruction of the Lord is perfect, renewing one's life. And what uh, the psalmist does here in Psalm 19 is he makes a statement about what the word of God is, a qualitative statement regarding the nature of God's word, and then he takes that Uh, aspect of God's word and fleshes it out into what it means on a practical level. So when he says the word of the Lord, the instruction of the Lord is perfect, renewing one's life, it means that the biggest sanctifying work in a believer's life is going to be accomplished through God speaking to them through his word. Because God's word is perfect, it can 
make you more into that perfection, which is what we call sanctification. It's good. You, you look through the, just the that second half of each phrase or each verse here, and you say, where can I turn to as an inexperienced person to become wise or when I am down to have my heart be made glad or, or when my eyes are dull, what can bring radiance into my life or endurance? And in every case, the answer is the word of God. So in your growth groups, there are going to be people who are, are struggling with sin. There are people who uh, they don't understand the ways of God. Maybe Christianity is new to them and they're a more recent believer. Uh, and they, they don't understand uh, how a Christian should live. Maybe there are depressed or despairing people in your group. Maybe there are people who are really struggling with, man, this is a really hard season. I don't know if I can make it through this. I don't know if I can uh, make it to the next day, let alone the rest of my life, going through what I'm struggling here. In every single instance, Psalm 19 gives the answer. The instruction of the Lord is perfect renewing one's life. The testimony of the Lord is trustworthy. The precepts of the Lord are right. The command of the Lord is radiant and the fear of the Lord is pure. Because God's word is God's word, it is a mirror of who God is, the perfect, trustworthy, right, radiant, pure, reliable God. And that has incredible ramifications for our lives as pressing into the word is pressing in to God himself. Yeah. So in our growth groups then, that's why we unashamedly have you spend time studying, reading, memorizing, even just speaking the word every single week with one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we're truly to grow, there is no other way that that can happen apart from the word of God. These words are more desirable than gold, which is why we at Soteria want to be people who love God's word. We want to be people who love God's word because they are sweet, but also because they warn us. The last verse of the section says, in addition, your servant is warned by God's word and in keeping God's word, there is an abundant reward. So how do we, in growth groups, love God's word together as a community? We sometimes overthink it, and we think that we it only happens through really deep theological discussions, and we go straight to the study, study, study. But, but there are a lot of things that we can do to love the word without having to invest in a big set of commentaries. Uh, one of my first exhortations to groups is just to speak the word, as Ephesians 4 says, to one another. Um, we should never, ever uh, shortcut ourselves by not taking a moment to read the word with one another. And so sharing those words out loud with one another. And, and one of the ways this can look is is not simply reading the, the word out loud, but also just generally discussing the word of God together. A, a very simple question is, what have you been reading in your Bible recently? It takes two seconds tops to 
to ask, and yet those questions can lead to uh, wonderful conversations around the Word of God with people in your growth groups. So this is also why in our sermon studies we ground them in the Word. We speak the Word, but we also read it. Let me just share a few different ideas of, of how you can, within your group community, encourage one another in your reading, both in your group time and when you leave that. Uh, I found a long time ago that the the greatest way for me personally to grow in the my love of reading the Word is to regularly reread the same passage rather than reading something new. Now, that's not true for everybody, but that's just something that, that has really helped me. And uh, I do that in two ways. One, I have a psalm of the month that I read by myself or with my family. And in our church Bible reading, we include that now. And so you could include the and encourage people to do the psalm of the month. When people say, what passage of scripture should I read this week? Another answer I give is, why don't you read the passage that Pastor Mike will be preaching this coming week? So right now, when people say, what should I read? My answer is almost always, why don't you just read John 15? Why don't you read John 16? Why don't you read John 17? And do that over and over again, and then come back to me and tell me how that's affected your love for the word. That's uh, probably the way that I do it with my growth group the most is when we are discussing the word and getting into the sermon studies, very often we will uh, just refresh ourselves as to what the sermon passage was about that day and reread what Pastor Mike had just preached that morning. And uh, we'll jump into the discussion from there. But one of the other ways I, I love to do this is through progressively reading through a gospel over the course of a semester. Um, For example, there are 16 chapters in the gospel of Mark, and there are about 16 weeks from, uh, for growth groups from January to, to May. One of the ways you can do this is just reading through the gospel of Mark one chapter at a time over the course of 16 weeks. And by the end of it, you will have gone through the life of Christ and focused very intentionally on his crucifixion and on his uh, resurrection as well. And then we get to one of Zach and my hobby horses. Yes. So, Scripture memory. Yeah. Why should groups consider doing this together? You've heard me talk about this before, but uh, I've never met somebody who has spent time meditating and memorizing on the word who has regretted it. it. It is dollar for dollar the best investment I've ever made in my life. It's just the time it takes to uh, me- memorize things. You don't keep things forever. That's totally normal. I don't remember what I memorized three, four years ago, or maybe even six months ago, but it just uh, nothing shapes our thinking more than scripture memory and when we memorize as a group what it does whatever we learn together we learn faster and longer think about songs that we do how long they last and and anything we learn in a group just lasts a lot longer and comes to shape that group and there are different ways that we we can memorize together uh encourage your group members to work on it throughout the week, but then during group, just read the same passage three times in a row. Or if you're memorizing through a monthly psalm, for example, just take just take a couple verses from this psalm each week and have everyone learn it together and recite it together during group. What we are recommending is that you spend significantly less time than what we have just spent discussing the importance of memory 
actually investing in memory in your group. If you read the same verse three to five times or the same couple of verses every week for weeks, you would be amazed by what it does to your thinking. For example, with your group, you can start this as early as January, where in January we'll be rolling out the Soteria reading plan on the Soteria app over the course of the year. And at the end of every day's reading plan, there are just a couple of verses that you can memorize together, uh, whether by yourself or as a growth group. And this year, in 2024, we are going to go through the Sermon on the Mount, which is Matthew 5 through 7. Three chapters that are incredibly important and incredibly wonderful uh, to be able to memorize. I've actually gone through Matthew uh, 5 before, and it was a huge benefit for myself. Um, So I'm excited to be able to do all three of them over the course of next year. Let me just finish with this. I want to talk about scripture memory. Always celebrate the little things that people learn rather than feeling bad about what we didn't learn or forget. Like I'm just always happy when people take small steps and I'm not annoyed when people don't take big steps. So celebrate those things and and make celebration a part of your growth group. So why do we do this? Why do we speak the word to one another? Why do we read it and memorize it as a group? Because we love God's word. And here at Soteria, that's what we want to be. We want to be people who love God's word. Thank you for joining us today on Propagate, where we grow in community by multiplying healthy groups through the ministry of the word. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a five-star review wherever you are listening. Propagate is a ministry of Soteria Church in West Des Moines, Iowa. To learn more, visit SoteriaDSM.com today.